You're listening to Street Life, a podcast about street photography with John St. and Mark Davidson. Welcome to Street Life. I am Mark Davidson, and with me, as always, John St. Adelaide's most celebrated graffiti artist. Good to see you, mate. How's it going? No, no, I'm not. Don't not? go giving people the wrong impression. That was a past life. Oh. I'm Adelaide's most celebrated street photographer now. Street photographer slash graffiti artist. Yeah. What's your tag name? It used to be, uh, oh, God, what was it? I can't remember. So you're a little Jay. reprobate tagging away. J something, and then it was my postcode numbers added up. Really? So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what L- did you tag? Everything. I used to. T- I used to tag. I didn't tag any pe- people's personal property, but I used to tag with a texter uh, like uh, train stations, bus stops, buses, trains. Look at you go! Wow. Yeah. Is this in Newcastle. Yeah. Or- no, in in Adelaide. In Adelaide. Yeah. Wow. Okay. When it was when it was all new. <laughs> Did you get on yeah, the? Yeah, when it was uh, all cutting cut edge, I used to tag a little bit in. In it was J. That was it. J. Fig eight is what. Um, J. Fig eight. And did you ever get the cans out or just the text? No, it was just texters. Oh. It was J. Fig eight, and I stole that idea from another lad when I was in South Shields, who was a prolific tagger and was known all over the country for his tag. Things you didn't called. know about John St. Wow, wait. Yeah, but I wasn't prolific. I, didn't, I said that I didn't as a joke before long. on the intro. I didn't know you were a little, <laughs> you're a little graffiti artist. This is fantastic. No, no, there's a difference between graffiti artists and tagging. Okay. Two different things. Two different things. We're gonna... I, did, I, I used to draw graffiti, but on paper, but not, not on a wall. Okay. I learned it all. And that's why we're here today. Well, we're going to discuss a movie that you put me on to, John. In that movie, they, they distinguish between um, graffiti graffitiing and writing is that right mm. is that the lingo that they they use back then writing versus graffitiing well i don't know i used to just know it was graffiti so there's a difference between tagging and there's a difference between graffiti tagging is when you write your signature which is not really your signature but you know your what you want to be called as and then graffiti is actually proper art where these people are actually masters at what they do so um yeah so you did the one and that i used to just call it i used to just call it graffiti right and so i never you did yeah. the one that didn't require any talent is that right <laughs> <laughs> pretty much sorry yes sorry. thanks mark <laughs> so not much different not much different to what we're doing now oh don't be silly but no this movie you put me onto this documentary mm. it's about street photography it's about the life of martha cooper oh, look, sorry the yeah. work of martha cooper martha why don't you cooper. go ahead and explain it because it's a fan it's an incredible film all right, I'll tell you how it all came about. So I haven't been going out and photographing very often of late. I used to go out every day. And now that I'm technically no longer working for the time being, if for those who don't know, I decided to, to quit work after COVID and uh, have a bit of a break for once in my life. So anyway, I haven't been going out as often, and I decided to hit an area that I don't go into very often, which is Glenelg, which is near the, which is near, on the coast, Glenelg Beach. And I came across... The street uh, street artists who were doing a mural, and Adelaide's got fantastic wall art, which I use in a lot of my pictures as a backdrop for people walking through scenes, etc. And I was photographing them, and I got talking to um, to Tiff and Chris, who were doing the artwork on Dimmick's wall. They'd been commissioned to do it, and um, which is interesting because you know, 
as street photographers or whatever, and we're photographing people, some people will say, don't, don't talk to people, just take your photos and move on. And I th- I'm not like that. I like to have a chat. So I got talking to Chris and Tiff and, um, they were explaining their situation and, and where this started. Chris was actually a graffiti artist and now he does wall murals. So anyway, they were, I was telling them what I was doing and they said, look, oh, there's a wonderful movie on Netflix called, uh, a picture story, Martha Cooper. Do, you must know about her. She's a street photographer. And I'm like, haven't got a clue. Mm. Nothing. Mm. Don't know. So I thought, right, boom, I'm going to hit that up. And um, I went and watched it on the weekend. What a, what a movie. It's phenomenal. What a movie. Yeah. So Martha Cooper is now, she's been photographing for over 40 years. I think she's 75 or 78 or something. She's in her late 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's been photographing for over 40 years. And she she's now renowned for, she worked for National Geographic. And she was a, a reporter. Newspaper um, photographer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, she was most well known for, and I, this is this is weird, um, for her book on graffiti art, which was called Subway Art, which she photographed and and worked with all the New York graffiti artists. And um, referred to as the enough, Bible. Yes, it was. It was, and I, unbeknownst to me, I have an original copy of that book. Get out! That, you know, no way. The, yeah, I do. Where is it? it I can't find it. No. In the loft. <laughs> That'd be it's worth like, a couple of grand, mate. Yeah, it is. It's worth about six or seven hundred US dollars what, now. An original and, copy. Um, yeah, an original copy when it was first released. Because it, um, it didn't fly off the shelves, did it? No, when it was nobody released. wanted it. No, nobody was interested because they they saw graffiti at the time as just vandalism. That's right. Yeah, pure pure and simple vandalism. And she was photographing the the um the leaders the kings of the graffiti world a guy called dondi yeah dondi yeah, yeah 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 so i was looking at the movie i was watching the movie and i'm like i said to my wife where the hell's that book gone i've got that book i didn't realize martha cooper was the photographer and i used to use that that book as literally the bible to learn how to draw graffiti and um, if anybody, we highly, I would highly recommend. I think you went and watched the movie, didn't you, Mark? It's a phenomenal film. Yeah, it's really, yeah. really good. Her work is amazing, and it just shows, you know, how persistence and tenacity in street photography can pay off in the end. You know, she did it for no glory. You know, when she no. started film um, photographing these people, she just did it for the love of it, and it's turned into an incredible body of work. And it's only now getting appreciated. What some thirty, forty years later? Yeah. I watched it because initially it was about graffiti. I thought the the documentary was about her graffiti art, but it's about her life yeah. essentially. And when you look back, she photo she photographed so many different things. And um, and this is this is why we wanted to talk about it today because this is what interests me the most about it. Mm-hmm. Not only was she a f- phenomenal photographer, and you look at her work because she did she did not she didn't only just document street art in New York. Um, she documented the hip hop scene from its early birth. She photographed when in the eighties um, tattooing in the, Japan. Yep, yep. She went there as she thought it'd be a project for National Geographic, mm. 
And um, she did all this work on <laughs> getting these photos of these amazing Japanese. Amazing work, seriously. Oh, like phenomenal. Oh, seriously. Phenomenal work. And she created all this body of work and submitted it, and they said, they rejected now we're it. not interested. Seriously. Yeah, it's it's bullshit. Man, you know what I mean? I know. So, and then, you know, she went on and she was photographing in, in the 80s. New York wasn't the bright lights, big city that it is now. It was it was falling apart at the seams. It was uh, predominantly ghettos and uh, it was a city in massive decline. And she went into those areas and she was photographing um, the humanity and how the kids were dealing with it. And um, if you, I looked at all of her work that she did for the graffiti and, and the hip hop scene and the national geographic work. But then I looked at that work that she did in New York, photographing the kids on the streets and how they were, surviving and and making a life for themselves and and trying to have a childhood and i looked at that work and i thought my god it's amazing it is so so good she catch she seemed to capture um the life of a child perfectly perfectly even though they were in amongst like rubble those kids she captured the the heartache the joy and the sorrow all in all in what sometimes all in one photograph. Do you remember that photo and, of the kid with the fire hydrant? Yeah. 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 Amazing. And, yeah. <laughs> phenomenal. And, and and of course, you know, some of the graffiti artists have now immortalized that Use in that. graffiti. Yeah. 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 And so I guess I guess what what interests me as well, Mark, is that, you know, we often talk about as as creators, as photographers, we look at it and we think, you know. You feed the gram, you create this work, you work for a year, and then you start beating yourself up because no one's paying any attention to it. And you start questioning about what you're doing, why you're doing it, are you any good? And when I say we, I mean me. Well, we all feel that. We all feel it, right? And myself in particular as well. Okay. I'm questioning a lot of what I'm doing. And I look at Martha Cooper's work. And she did it for 40 years and got hardly any recognition for anything. And yet that still didn't stop her. That still didn't stop her from continuing on the road, doing what she wanted to do, even though people told her outright, like, for example, National Geographic. Yeah, sorry, you work on Japanese tattoo artists. uh, It's a bit out and we're not interested. She could have just fallen to pieces. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think she said in the the documentary that her dream in life was to work for National Geographic and she did an internship there. She rode her motorbike from Bangkok to London. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, how amazing would that be? I was just like, oh. (laughs) No. It's just like, oh. I I know. So she finally, she gets her internship. She works there and then she goes and works for newspapers, but she wants to get back to National Geographic. Yeah. And gets an assignment. Finally, a connection of hers gives her an assignment. It doesn't quite work out. But as you say, she keeps going. She keeps Keeps. going, rolling with the punches. You know, she gets knocked back, but still continues to photograph. And it's testament to her. And now her body of work, all these years later, she's got all this work to stand for where many people would have given up, you know. Yeah, I know. And people said to her, "Why, why are you photographing this? Why are you bothering to do it? No one's interested. No one's interested in vandalism. Mm. No one's interested in the hip hop scene. No one's interested in the the kids 
living in squalor and, you know, in ghettos in New York. No one's interested in who wants to see those photos. Mm. She didn't care because all she wanted to do was document it. And to the point where I think she went back to, is it Baltimore? Baltimore, yeah. She yeah, moved what, what, into Baltimore when people yeah. said, what are you doing? People are moving out of these neighborhoods. You want to move in? <laughs> yeah, because that's where she grew up. And that, that was interesting because her father and uncle, were, I think it was her uncle and her father, they owned a, uh, a camera store. Mm. And I think that's where she first got her first inklings of holding a camera and learning what it was all about and, and the passion for it. So she decided that because Baltimore used to be a really nice city, and of course it's hit hard economic times, like most manufacturing cities in in America. And so she decided that she wanted to go and document. God, I hope we're not going to spoil the movie for everybody, but it's well worth going and watching. Yeah. But she wanted to go and document her home city of Baltimore because she she's under the impression that it will be rejuvenated and, and regentrified. Mm. So, and she thought, well, you know what? There's no point. And this is this is how amazing she is. There's no point in going and just driving into these communities for the day or a week, and then photographing the crap out of it, and then pissing off. Yeah, exactly. Right. So she went and bought some shithole hovel there, and uh, that she could afford. Right. It's pretty much what she said because she was she had made any money from what she was doing. So she moved into that area so that she could be amongst the people in those areas that she wanted to photograph mm. so she could be more accepted. This is a person that just embraces everything about the craft. Yeah. You know? And so it was interesting because one of the dudes said, it's like they, they named her the, the woman with a camera. That's right. right? Yeah. He, woman she who takes walk around the neighborhood, yeah. Yeah. And, the, and it was just like you said. They said, what is this white woman doing? Like everybody's beating themselves to get out of the – out of this hellhole of a place that's full of drugs, uh, gang crime, and everything, and she's coming and she's bought a bought a place <laughs> to live there, and then she showed you all the the cap ends of the needles that she dug out of a garden that week, and there was like forty two. <laughs> <laughs> and it was amazing. It's just amazing. And doc- documenting these things, as you said, is so important because, especially in the graffiti world, like it's so ephemeral, like the. Nothing lasts forever in in graffiti, and she's been able to document that period of time in New York. It's never going to happen mm-hmm. again, so that's gone. She's the gone. only one that captured it, really. And those in the scene who got her book treat her like an absolute god. I, I remember this this one scene. I, I don't think I'm spoiling it, but she goes back to recreate a photo, or goes back to some of the neighborhoods that mm-hmm. she used to photograph, and and these sort of gang members come up to her and they're like, you know, what are you doing here with the massive camera? And she's like, oh, I'm just just photographing where I used to um, take shots of the train passing by with the graffiti on it. And they're like, oh, and she pulls out the book and they're like, oh, I love this book. This is amazing. She's like, do you know who photographed these photos? And they're like, no. She's like, me. And they're like, oh! Oh, they were bound down they before just, these they gang were just members. Absolute- <laughs> Starstruck, weren't they? It was just like you took the Dondi photo. Yeah, yeah, the, the famous Dondi photo in the train yeah. yard. Yeah, yeah, because his work now sells for like millions of dollars. Yeah, around the world. So you go from being a vandal to being, you know, what once the elites think it's worth buying, then you're somebody. I guess it just shows if you have a project and you're passionate about it, stick at it. You know, 
because you never know what's going to happen, you know, in the future. You, you don't. You just never know, Mark, you, honestly. Now, I, touching on that, here's an example of when I came across. Now, I did, I did an interview for Aspie, and you've done one as well. So if people want to go and find out a bit about Mark and myself in a little bit more detail about where we started and what's, some of our images. What's Aspie? Australian Association of Street Photographers, Inc. Take yeah. Yeah. Thanks for throwing me under the bus there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So YouTube, you can have a look. You can find Aspie on YouTube if you want to yeah. look at it. Yeah. So I was talking about a story about where, you know, I photographed the same street where I used to have my coffee before I go to work. And um, there used to be this couple that would walk their two um, whippets every day. And I'd see them every day without fail walking down to the park because they lived in the city walk down the park and then one day they walked past me and um, they only had one dog with them. And I asked them like, what happened? Where's, where's the other dog? And they said, oh, unfortunately he passed away. Oh. And I went, oh, that's, I said, that's really sad. I'm sorry. Cause I love dogs. And I'm like, I think I might have a photo of you guys walking your dogs. And first of all, they're like, what are you doing? Taking photos? <laughs> I had to explain what I was doing. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I said, look, if I, I might, and I never, ever used the photo and it wasn't a great photo, but it was just something that they did every day. Mm. So I dug it up and I found it, touched it up a little bit. And then, um, I sent it to them and they loved it. They loved it. They got it printed. They told me they put it on the wall and they loved that photo because they never, ever had any photos of them doing what they did every day together. Mm-hmm. So anyway, last beginning of this year, Adrian Weir came over to Ad, Ad Adelaide. Tamo, yeah, Melbourne Street photographer Adrian. Yeah, yep. Adrian Weir. Yeah, Ad Tamo, and we were out shooting, and I came across the lady. Ah, oh. and um, I said to Adrian, "Oh, this is the lady I was talking about," and he was standing. He was looking off somewhere down the street, looking for light. And I got talking to her. And I'm sorry, I don't, I, I don't know her name actually. And I said, "Oh, where's Barry? That's her husband's oh, name." Not again. And oh, Barry no. was her husband, and she oh, said, no. "Oh, oh no. he's passed. He passed away. Jesus, this this year." And I went, "Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that." And she said, "Yeah, your photo is even more precious to me now. I used it on all of his um, on his cards for his funeral, of us two walking the two dogs." So, <laughs> I mean, it's just a story, but uh, of my experience, but of an image that I didn't even think was that good. And in my world, I didn't rate it. Mm. But for those two people, that was everything, everything to them. Mm. You know what I mean? So you, when you take a photo, you just never know what it's going to mean for three years down the track for somebody, you know? So unfortunately, it's just her and one of her dogs left now, and she's left alone in the city. So Barry's passed away. Oh, yeah. wow. So anyway. Well, that was a bit of a downer. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit of a Debbie Downer. Jesus. Get, do you want some tissues, Mark? I think you might have a bit of a tear in your eye. But your point is that photographs capture capture a moment in time. You know, yep. you never go you're never gonna know that the importance of what these might mean in the future. And no. just like Martha, she photographed things that people thought these photos are never gonna matter. And they did. Yeah. They ended up mattering. And she's, you know, She's revered now in the in the 
graffiti world and the photography world and she's done exhibitions and, and books and, yep. you know, it's just hip, following your Don't passion, forget hip-hop, yeah. huge in the hip-hop world too because she's, she's documented it from its birth yeah. when it first came out. Like Herbie Hancock and stuff like that, Rocket, you know, I've got that single. <laughs> I was fascinated by all of this stuff that was coming out of the States at the time. I was obsessed with it. So, well, and you know what? Yeah. It was interesting because if you go back at the documentary, right, mm. she can't go anywhere now. And it's, she said that she craved all of this. She wanted her work to be recognized. And now she understands how difficult it is when she can't go and do her work because everybody wants to talk to her. Mm. Everybody wants to know, to get a photo with her because she's treated like a, like an idol yeah. of the, of, of these areas, you know, well, and even now, and she's 75. Do you know what? I she's, think we, I'd love to speak with her. If we can do that, if we can make that happen, I'd love to speak to Martha. She's an incredible woman. I think um, it'd be a privilege if we could get her on the oh, podcast one day. Oh, well, Mark, we, we can only try. And, I and you know, we- I've got a bit of tenacity about me. I'll see what I can do. And because, uh, I mean, look look at the people who have spoken to us so far. And when we, when we started, we didn't think we were going to have anybody. Exactly. And I hope, I hope we haven't spoiled the documentary for people who haven't seen it. We urge you to go and look it up on Netflix. Um, Martha, yeah. A Picture Story. It's an incredible documentary. Is that the right? Yeah. Is that what it's called? It is. It, yeah, a picture. <laughs> you, well done. Well done, Mr. Radio Man. You got that right. It's uh, No, it's a phenomenal piece of work. <laughs> yeah. um, I think by an Australian um, filmmaker. I oh, should. I don't, yeah, I, I don't. should. I should know her name. Apologies for that. But um, it's, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll put it in the notes below. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, go and watch it and let us know what you think. Yeah. Write, write down. Give us, give us some feedback about what you think about it. It's phenomenal. It's mm. well worth watching, it honestly. Is. Even if you're not into photography or into hip-hop or into graffiti art or or any of the other crap she did, tattooing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just a phenomenal story, and she's still photographing now. Yeah, exactly. Photographing now. And then you look at all of the uh, – and she was doing it on film. And she goes right? underground with them, so all these hooded men that I she know, hooks he- up with in Germany, and she's like – Keeping yeah. up with them as a seventy-nine-year-old woman, and they're yeah. scaling fences and jumping off under railway tracks, and she's yeah. like, she's doing it all. It's fa- oh, I love it. It's really good. Still, still, and they're and they're looking after her like it's their nana. Yeah. Are you all right there, Martha? <laughs> and the, and these are these are like gang dudes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, John, I- they've had to change their voice and they have their faces blanked out, and yeah. and like. And did you see? Oh, oh you've got to watch it because there's lots of don't stuff in there. It, and we don't want to spoil it all, but you know. Thanks for bringing it to my attention. I really enjoyed it. I watched it over the weekend. And, yeah, it's great. So everyone, go and go out and see it. Leave a comment in the comments section and uh, find your and, own project. Yeah, yeah, and do it. And talk to people on the street when you photograph them. If you're not photographing them, just don't be shy. Talk to people because, like I said, if I hadn't spoken to Tiff and Chris, I wouldn't known this movie existed, and I would have missed it myself. Stay in school, kids. The top Stay of in school. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to Mark. Don't listen. Don't listen to me. It's hip to I couldn't be square, wait to get John. out of school. It's hip oh, to be square. bollocks! <laughs> School's overrated. Overrated. You just got to have a passion for something and work towards it. That's what you need. Well, thank you, yeah. John. I enjoyed that chat. Thanks, Mark. Uh, well, it was just a quick one for people, wasn't it? Just to let them know, get out there. Just a recommendation. You know? Yep. Yeah, yeah. If you want some inspiration, 
watch Martha over and over and over again. And when you feel like you know, oh, what am I doing? Watch Martha. And then when you get to 40 years and then you're still questioning what you're doing, then maybe you can give up. <laughs> but not until you've out, out punched Martha, because that woman, my God, what a photographer. <laughs>